Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. say happy Wednesday. I'm going to tell you guys happy Saturday because we changed the games up. And welcome to the live morning show podcast, Up Your Volume, where we talk about the arts and living conscious. And we have a great show this morning. As always, please welcome my mom, V. Hello, daughter. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. No, I just, I, I love hearing that little, you know, intro all the time. So I'm just, you know, all proud. Um, yeah, so we're doing Saturday this week and next week, and we're actually thinking about maybe changing this to Saturday. So we'd love um, listener feedback. Yeah, um, we'd love some feedback on what you guys think. If Saturday afternoons are good for you East Coasters and Saturday mornings are good for the West Westsiders, um, it might be best for us. But if you guys like us on Wednesday, we're going to try to make that work for you as well. So let us know um, and, and, you know, we really want to make sure it's a good time for you guys to listen. So even though they're recorded, um, I feel like half half the fun of this is that it is live. I got to tell right. you, like even right before the show, I'm like moving rooms and like, it, you know, it's, it's always down to the wire, which is, it's like the thrill of it. I love it. It is the thrill of it. But um, so you had an exciting week this week. You did two was, new gigs, right? And two yeah, really- I, I was going to say, sorry, I'm hoarse, but this has been uh, an actual, you know, you want to say like the week from hell, but when you really put it in perspective, it's been one of the most blessed weeks of my career, I would say. Um, you know, I've, I've had a really great month and really great year, but, um, you know, I had a gig every day, but Tuesday last week, pretty much. Um, and where's the, yeah, share the new places that you played, because I'm sure they sound super awesome. Um, the nice guy in West Hollywood and I will actually, they have another, um, so, so I believe that that is on La Cienega and Melrose, something like that. Um, maybe not up that far, but right around that area, definitely on La Cienega and they have a new, uh, bar opening up that I will be playing this is it the Wednesday, the 26th is a, let's see. Um, that is, yeah, next Wednesday I'll be playing Delilah's, which is Fairfax and La Cienega. Um, so come check us out. I believe we're eight to 11. Um, so that's one of the new spots I'm playing and, um, Monarch, Monarch beach resort this Sunday. So tomorrow, um, I will be there from five to nine. Uh, that's one of the new spots I'm playing as well. And hopefully you guys will see me at Beverly Wilshire soon. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I have some new spots. Awesome. 
Yeah. That's great. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And today I'll be at Boathouse 2 to 6, pretty much right after this. Um, That's I'll my fave. There. Outside, yeah. on the water. Yep. Awesome. It's awesome. <clears throat> so hit Can't us up wait. with some music stuff. So, yeah, um, not too much. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I've been talking about a lot of new albums and kind of celebrating the 20th uh, anniversary of some albums. And, you know, recently we did that throwback album podcast, and I had mentioned to you guys that Illadelph Half-Life by The Roots um, came out in 1996, and this was their 20-year reunion. Um, That was their third album. Um, the Roots are now coming. They just released, uh, Questlove just released a little snippet on Instagram showing, um, you know, kind of leading into the fact that they're going to have a new album. Um, it's their 17th album. It's called Endgame. So I, I don't really like the name of it because I'm like, well, what does Endgame mean? You know what right. I mean? But also at the same time, um, you know, they're living legends. They've been around they they've been around for decades making, you know, great albums. So I'm just I'm really excited for this. I'm not sure what our what their release date is. Um, but I'm so really excited to hear about that. You also see um Kareem Riggins uh posted about he said he's here in sunny NYC recording with my fave group, The Roots. Just heard some some new music and it's amazing. So that was on Tuesday. So it's relatively new that they just posted about this, I believe. Um, we'll get some more information. And once I do, you know, I'll be the first to share it with you guys. So definitely stay tuned for that. <clears throat> um, I love following Questlove on IG. I think he's awesome. He's got his own podcast now. I'm like, we is just like, oh, are you kidding me? Him. Yeah. I remember back in the day when I used to go dance in Philly to Quest DJing. That was long before the Jimmy Fallon show. Yup. I love Questlove. Yeah, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So that's going on. I wanted to share with you guys and more uh, on that soon. Um, Again, excuse me. I'm sorry. I've I've literally, my voice takes a little bit to warm up in the morning. And even though I've been up for a few hours, I think with all the singing I'm doing, it's just, and it's just the weather. It's like 95 degrees here, by the way. So it's like, I was wearing wow. fall stuff, and then all of a sudden the heat came. So I don't know what's going on. Um, might be allergy related, but um, okay. So Talib Kweli, you guys have known, is always been one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, you guys should ch- look for him at the Brooklyn Bowl on November 10th and 11th if you are in um, the East Coast area. He'll have a full band with him. It's going to be some hot musicians too. So make sure you check that out. And right after that, he's heading on his. Um, Tour de Force uh, tour, which is it's all uh, in Europe. So he starts it on November 25th. The date the date is there, but they don't know where he's playing, not even what city. So that's to be announced. Um, but his tour kicks off on the 25th, then heads to Paris on the 27th, and he'll look like he'll be in France for a little bit before heading to the United Kingdom. After that, he'll be in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Netherlands, um, all the way up through almost Christmas time. So make sure you look at dates online. It's probably going to be a really cool, usually when he does tours like this, they're at really cool, funky, small, intimate places. And that's the best way to see Talib Kweli. If you haven't seen him live, he's he's all about um, really making a connection with each and every single person in the small room. So if there's two to 500 people, it's, I would say grab tickets if, if you're, 
you know, on tour, on vacation, or, or you live out there, definitely go check it out. Um, and then this is the thing I'm most excited about. Common. Common is coming out with an album. He is by far Common. one of my favorites. He's the best. So mm-hmm. in just about two weeks, um, we have Common's anxiously awaited 11th studio album, Black America Again. That's the name of it. Um this is going to be released on November 4th, so it's right around the corner. Um, so far, this album has, has revealed itself to be the heart and soul of healing in, the, in this world of, of music and, and this crazy stuff that we're going, on, going into right now. These, these musicians that Common has gathered to be on his new album, it's just, it's, it's really emotional. I've heard a lot of the songs, and it's raw, emotional. What he's rapping about is always, you know... He is the conscious rapper. I mean, that's that's his thing, and we're we're all about living conscious. And and I think Common was doing it before we were before anyone was doing it. So um, oh yeah. On this album, he's got a lot of heavy contributions. So we have um I, I just spoke to you guys earlier about Kareem Riggins, who's actually going to be on the Roots album as well. Um, from Detroit, awesome guy. He's going to be on there, um, as well as even legends like Stevie Wonder, um some new modern movers like Sid and Marsha Ambrosius from Floetry. Um, and there's John Legends on the album and even the vocal god himself, Bilal, is going to be on it. And Bilal, I believe, has three features on this album. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, it was cool. I just, you know, I recently just got to hang out with Bilal and, and chat with him for a little while and um, super amazing artist. So basically... I believe they released Home first, and Home was Common's first uh, single that he released, um, just a little snippet to, for people to listen to from his new album, and that features Bilal, but everybody now is freaking out about um, Joy and Peace. That I guess that's at the middle of the album, and Joy and Peace is, is what we're, what we're going to talk about today, and, and that's something that I really want you guys to check out. Also, I believe the closing song on this album is called The Letter to Be Free, also featuring Bilal. Um, it's going to be, yeah, actually Joy and Peace opens the album. So Joy and Peace featuring Bilal opens the album, then Home, also featuring Bilal. Word from Mo, uh, Black America again, which features Stevie Wonder. Um, it, it's it's going to be awesome. So make sure you check it out. Chicago Kid's also on it, if you guys know who he is. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. November 4th, once it's released, we can talk about how it's doing. I'll keep you posted on all of that. But be- before I get into that, I just really want to give you guys a playlist for this week. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the video, but um, Pentatonics released their version of Hallelujah. I want to say yesterday or the day before, and it's just blowing up. And um I, I'm just a super fan of Pentatonics, and as I mentioned to you guys, um, I believe last week, we're going to be having Mario Jose back on um, pretty soon. Can't um, wait. Guys, yeah, no, I can't wait either, and he, he's had amazing success with his new album, um, and he was posting Snapchats of actually being at the Pentatonics concert with them a couple of days ago on Snapchat, um, so I'm excited to have him on, and definitely check out the Pentatonics version of Hallelujah. It'll literally send chills repeatedly throughout your whole body it's it's absolutely incredible um and then i put for number two on my playlist uh common and Bilal, joy and peace 
Um, Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige cover The Boss, Bruce Springsteen, American Skin. Yeah, and it's it's, it's awesome. So check out American Skin, um, Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige. They're not coming in at number three. Solange, her album has just blown up this in the past couple of months, and it's really getting uh, um, a lot of, of praise, and just everyone's talking about it. So if you haven't got the whole new Solange album, make sure you grab that. Um, but I, right now I put on um, Solange Cranes, Cranes in the Sky remix, and that features Common. It just came out, so he just did a verse on that. Check it out. Um, we talk about Frank Ocean's new album that came out, I believe, in September, August. Um, and I had Blonde, one of his tracks, on um, on the actual playlist maybe a month or so ago. But Endless is really hot right now. So check out Frank Ocean's Endless coming in to finish the playlist this week. And um, as always, if you guys hear some new stuff, whether it's, you know, in my genre or not, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about what's, What's your favorite country song right now? What's, you know, what, what, what are you listening to? What's in your car? What's in your stereo at home? Um, so make sure to write me, Nikki-Bove.com. And as always, um, you can always find my mom at PaleoBossLady.com. And keep us in the loop. We want to know. I, you know, just because I study music doesn't mean I always have the time to hear about new music or to listen to new stuff. So I always see it as an opportunity to hear about new music and and grow and and give you guys all the things that you want to hear about so that's that's what i have for you guys today make sure you check out um common's new album dropping on the fourth and i'll keep you posted about the roots album as well and uh i'm gonna hand the floor over to my partner in crime over here my mom i'm feeling a little badass right now because i've partied with the roots i've partied with common and i went to solange's first album release party in Beverly Hills. And that was the weirdest situation because I was invited to that and I didn't know what it was. Someone just invited me to go to something and I walked in and I knew every single person at that party, but they didn't know me because it was like Beyonce was there. Beyonce's mom was there. Luda was there, you know, all these famous singers. And um, yeah, so I feel like, wow, that's That's crazy. That is crazy. And then you partied with, um, uh, who you just recently? Who's on Common's album? Can't remember. Balage, right? Yeah. Bilal. So Balal, listen to me, Balage. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So it, it, I'm really excited because we actually personally kind of know all these people that are doing some amazing stuff, and that just jazzes Absolutely. my soul. Um, I just really wanted to talk briefly. Normally, I do a feature on conscious living, but I really want to uh, spend most of our time talking to our guest today. Um, but I, I wanted to give everyone an update on the tour, on the Taking It to the Streets tour. I'm about two months in, and I have to tell you that as much as this is, uh, I'm doing this to help build a grassroots movement of change, I have to express that my life is changing with every mile I drive and every person that I meet. Uh, it's truly amazing and powerful the role community plays in tapping your best life and I can't express enough Um, if it's not me uh, if it's not your neighbor your family I just encourage all of you to support your miracle outcome you don't have to have a disease you don't have to be sick to find your miracle we all have a miracle to be lived in our life here on earth and I you know I'm just here to tell you that you know, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are in life, that community is really 
the ground and the greatest support system that you can have. So, you know, a lot of people don't, aren't really, don't really know how to build community. And the best thing that I can recommend is find something that you love to do and do it often. For me, it was, I loved yoga and going to yoga, you know, every week I was able to build community just because I'd see the same people there. Or if you, I remember when I, you know, was sick back East and I know I would want to walk, but the weather wasn't good. The mall would allow you to go there at like seven o'clock in the morning because it would be air conditioned or the heat would be on. It would be an even temperature and just walk in the mall at seven o'clock in the morning. I would see the same people all the time. And then, you know, hello, how are you? Or maybe you go to the library, you like to read, whatever it is. If you just keep at it, um, you will eventually build community. And uh, my message is that community is powerful and, you know, if, if you're still uncertain how to build community, I am 100% available to be the first person in your community. So you can reach out to me at paleobosslady.com. You could email me at v at paleobosslady.com because community is the ground in which I stand and is responsible for my miracle status. And this trip, again, a lot of people think that, you know, I'm doing this to help other people. I have to tell you, it is it is is a mutual benefit. So as much as uh, it, we all help each other and I, I don't want anyone, any listener, any person out there to ever feel like they are alone. I just want to let everyone know that I'm with you and I'm a hundred percent available to, to help you in any possible way that I can. And, um, you know, community. So I really encourage people to, um, just realize that we all need somebody and, uh, you're not alone. Uh, I officially sign up to be your friend. So um, speaking of friends, I can't wait That's to get awesome. to a break because Dr. Terry Walls introduced me to our next guest. She literally said, I want you two to meet. And not only am I grateful to Dr. Terry Walls for my miracle status, but also for being one of the finest human beings on the face of the earth. I, I just simply cannot say enough about how incredibly wonderful uh, of a person Dr. Walls and her entire family are to the community and to me especially. But um, she sent me an email, I don't know, maybe two years ago and said, you two need to meet. And Aurora is just, I mean, badass times a million. Um, I'm going to let her share her story. She's a mom. She's a triathlete. She's done half marathons. She's sponsored. She's been featured on Fox News, Shape Magazine, Latina Magazine, um, many media outlets. She has a successful marriage to an amazing partner of 16 years. They have four children. Her oldest, all of her kids are amazing. Her oldest son um, is, is also amazing in his own right. He, um, I'm sorry, something's blowing up on my computer. He um, is an incredible dancer and an inspiration to many. So their children are following in both their parents' footsteps. And I'm just anxious to hear about how she balances all of this, how she remains incredibly um, faithful, uh, both as a warrior and, um, you know, in her religion and a wife, a mom, a strong woman, just everything. So uh, can we go to break and just bring her on yeah. immediately and we will have a Q&A so people that have questions please stay on because this is a great opportunity for you to hear from actually both of us who are great examples of people that you know have not taken MS as a definition of who we are we show de- we show MS where to go <laughs> really uh, MS doesn't lead our life we lead MS so um, yeah so let's go to break okay awesome. 
Up Your Volume Morning Show Podcast and the Taking the Streets Tour are brought to you by Nativa. We would like to thank our good friends at Nativa for their support of the Taking It to the Streets Tour. We can't say enough about Nativa products. We adore that Nativa is committed to nurturing vitality by consciously curating the world's finest plant-based organic ingredients. In fact, most of the dishes in our house, found on our kitchen table, are made possible by the fine products from Nativa. For more information on all of their products, go to www.nativa.com. That's N-U-T-I-V-A.com. And Palm Done Right. You've probably heard the horror stories about palm oil. Orphaned orangutans, rainforests destroyed, smoldering fires that pollute the air. Thankfully, that is not all there is to this tale. There's another happier story that is yet to be told. One where farmers are empowered and communities thrive. One where animals and people are healthy. Where the land flourishes with diversity. And it's called Palm Done Right. Our good friends at Natural Habitats are committed to supporting the community with Palm Done Right, and we are honored to have them supporting the Taking It to the Street store. To learn more, please head to www.palmdoneright.com. Again, that's palmdoneright.com. Okay, I believe we're all on. Woohoo! Are you there? Hello. Hello. Good morning, gorgeous. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing amazing. I'm still kind of jamming to your intro there. I really love that. That was great. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> that's like me. I'm like such the proud mom. Every time she sings, I'm like startled when she's like, how are you doing this morning, mom? And I'm like, I'm just still like proud that you are you sang that. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you, you so of, much. Yeah, speaking of amazing, um <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful that Dr. Walls introduced us and um, just so honored to call you friend. But um, even more than that, I'm always in awe of how you just seem to be able to balance so many things in your life. And, you know, if maybe we can just start out with you just sharing, if you don't mind, you know, your journey of, you know, from 2008 to where we are today regarding MS and um, from there, maybe we can engage in conversation, but I'd love to hear through your lens, what your life has been since you were diagnosed. Oh, thank you. And thank you for your kind words. I, I feel the same way about you. You're just such an inspiration. I'm so thankful that Dr. Walls connected us. Um, You know, I was diagnosed back in 2008 Um, I was 35 years old, and I had four kids under the age of seven. So my oldest was seven years old. My youngest was one year, one and a half, about years old. So um, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty devastating, as you can imagine, to be a mom to four kids and be given such a terrible diagnosis. And it all came about when I experienced this pain in the back of my right eye, which progressively got worse and worse until it was just excruciating to move my eye. And then the vision loss began. At first it was... um, like someone took an eraser and erased a squiggly line in the center of my eye. And then it was from that line down. And then one day I was just making snacks in the kitchen for my kids. And I realized I'm blind in my right eye. It went really fast, just complete blindness. And wow. uh, I was rushed for an MRI. And um, I was, you know, read my results of my MRI. And the neurologist sat me down and said, 
you know, you've had a severe case of optic neuritis, which is inflammation of the optic nerve, you'll never get your vision back. Usually optic neuritis is partial vision loss, blurry vision loss. Your vision is gone forever. Um, and then he pulls up the MRI, you know, which I still to this day have that image in my brain of just white spots all over mm-hmm. my brain, small ones, big ones everywhere. And uh, he said, these are lesions and you have over 10 of them. Um, and this is multiple sclerosis. It's progressive. There's no cure. You have be on medications your whole life. And I'm sorry to tell you that because of where some of your lesions are located on and by your brainstem, it is very likely that you'll be in a wheelchair within the next five years. So if you live in a two-storied home, I highly suggest you start making arrangements to move to one straight home because this will be a reality. So that's how I walked out of that neurologist's office in oh December 2008 at 35. Um, I was never the same again. Um, when I walked out of there, I was just absolutely devastating. And, you know, um, just hearing all of that, it was a lot to process and uh, coming home to see my babies there and my husband, because I went by myself because I thought, oh, I probably just have an eye infection. <laughs> I didn't think right. anything serious, you know, like I, I just wasn't thinking it was something like that. And, um, and it was just absolutely devastating. And I, I went home and did what I don't think you should ever do when you get diagnosed is sit down and research on the computer certain <laughs> things because all I saw was like, wah, 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 you know, just total mm-hmm. helplessness, no stories like ours out there, which is why I'm so vocal about my story from the minute this all happened to me. And I started to take a turn is, uh, with my health is I want people to hear our stories because it gives people hope. There is nothing worse than feeling hopeless and helpless. I've been there and it's awful. So um, I'm very vocal about sharing my story for that reason. But um, I went home and researching it. I found nothing of hope and I was very, very depressed. Um, Over a few weeks, I just became really depressed, um, really scared and really confused about like, what medication do I go on? Because I'm researching them and they all have you know, all the side effects and it's like inject, inject yourself or go once a month to this doctor. But then this one has this side effect and that one has that side effect. And I was just really confused about what to do. So I actually kind of went into journalist mode. I used to work for the Washington Times in D.C. my younger years and do their international uh, projects and things like that. And so I decided I need to find out more information about this. And I just sent out an email to everybody I knew. I wasn't on social media at the time. And I said, look, this is what's happened to me. This is what I've been diagnosed with. Who do you know that has this disease? Please put me in touch with them. And so people started writing me and said, oh, my, you know, my aunt in Australia. Oh, this mom at the school. Oh, you know, my sister, blah, blah, blah. So I just began meeting with people, interviewing people on the phone, Skyping and asking a lot of questions like, when did you get this? How old were you? What was your first symptom? How are you managing it? What medication are you on? How is that working for you? And what I found was that all these people, about 32, were all on medication. And after, you know, 15 years on meds with MS, they still not only had MS and the symptoms that came with MS, but now they had like MS and fibromyalgia or MS or, and rheumatoid arthritis. Or, um, you know, they had severe um, just side effects from years and years on these medications. And I think there's a place for medications um, in our society, I just think there's, there's always another way that also needs to be shared. And that's been my experience with this disease. So there was one guy that out of all those people that I talked to, and he didn't just do the medication, he was on medication, but he said, I go to this holistic center in Encinitas, California, which is near where I live. And they Mm -hmm. teach me how to eat 
for MS and what supplements to take. And they coached me on all of that. And I'm like thinking, wait, what, what is diet and supplements have to do with this? Right. It's a disease. Like you just get it and you hope for the best. Like, what do you mean they're teaching you this? I didn't understand, but I was really curious. And at that point I had been blind for about 30 days. I had seen three of the top, top, the best of the best neurologists in San Diego. One was like an MS specialist, very well known in our area. And they all gave me the exact same thing. I was hoping for a, another opinion with something different. Nope. They all said wheelchair, progressive, no cure. And so I went out of complete desperation to this holistic center um, and told the doctor there what had happened to me. And he said, okay, lay on this table, lay down on this table. And um, immediately I thought they were crazy. I was very uncomfortable there because it wasn't like a doctor's office or anywhere I had ever been. And he starts massaging my neck. So I pop up and I said, what are you doing? I am not, I need, I don't need a massage. I'm sick. I have leaves on my brain. I'm, I'm blind. It's like, I'm not here to see him as you know, and I'm like, pissed, right? I'm Colombian. So I got a little temper on me. I'm a Latin, Latin girl. So, so I was just really frustrated. Like, what is he doing? And he said, no, you don't understand the nerves of your eyes connect to your neck. And this type of work will help to stimulate your eyesight back. And not only that, but you're extremely deficient in so many minerals, so many vitamins. You need to eat this. You have to go in this anti-inflammatory way of eating. You need to change your lifestyle. And he just went on and on and on. And I'm like going cross-eyed and my head's about to explode. I'm looking at him like, what the heck is this guy saying? I walk out of this place, of course, not covered by insurance, paying all right. this money out of pocket, huge bag of supplements. And I just remember walking into my car and it was raining that day. It never rains in San Diego. It was like perfect, you know, depressing weather. Right. I walk into my car and I just start bawling because I'm thinking these people conned me. I'm desperate for information. I went to this place. This is crazy. I'll never go back here. But I did begin to follow some of the recommendations because I knew I wasn't healthy. I've always been really skinny. I have had four children and um, bounced back really quickly. And so I thought, I'm skinny. I'm good. I don't need to watch what I eat. I- I'm skinny. I can... I cannot, you know, work out or do anything. I hated any kind of activity. Um, and so I knew that I, it wouldn't hurt. So I began making those small changes. And two weeks from that massage, over those two weeks, I began to see light in my right eye. The doctor said, don't get excited. That's just your uh, nerves firing back. And that happens when you lose vision, but you're not getting your vision back. And then I began to see color and it was blurry. And then a few days later, it was clear. And then two weeks after that massage, my vision had come back better than before because I wore contact lenses and was due for a checkup during the time I was blind, which I couldn't go to, obviously. When I got my vision back, I went to get checked. And she said, we need to decrease the prescription in your right eye because your vision went up. And I thought, what? How can this be? I, I was just blind in that eye. The best of the best doctors told me I will never see again and I can see better than before. So what else are they not telling me or what else do they not know? Because I literally was blind and I can see. So there has right. to be something to it. And I just dove into this whole world of, you know, just changing my diet, changing my lifestyle. And, um, and it's just been incredible. Um, you know, eight years now, I've been on no medications ever for MS. Um, I took this route from the very beginning. And um, it's just been amazing. And um, I did for the first year after they... Um, did that first MRI after one year of being diagnosed. Um, all my lesions had gone away. I didn't have symptoms. Wow. And I thought, I'm healed. Like, this is fantastic. I, I, maybe I was misdiagnosed. I don't have this. I mm-hmm. slapped on some things that year. And sure enough, bam, three 
major symptoms, uh, one being uh, trimenial or trimenial. I always say that name, neuralgia, which is like this neurological excruciating shooting pain throughout your face. I know that's one of Dr. Walls' symptoms from yeah. when she was active with the disease too. Um, and it's just, it's just traumatic and excruciating. I've never been in so much pain in my life. And, and then that year, some lesions showed back up on my MRI. So I realized, okay, I have MS. It's going to show up. I need to do what is going to make it not show up. I need to live my life in this way for the rest of my life. This is just how it is for me. But it became really hard for me to just bounce back to living that way um, after, you know, slacking for a year. And at that moment is when um, I saw the Dr. Terry Wall's um, TED Talk. And okay. I'm bald through that TED Talk. I watched it like 15 times in a row. Right. Uh-huh. I, all I could think of was like, oh, my gosh, there's someone like me because I felt so alone that year. I didn't know anybody with MS. And if I knew anyone, they were all on meds. No no one was doing what I was doing. Everyone thought I was crazy. They all scared Mm -hmm. me and said, you better be careful. You know, you don't know where you're going to be in 10 years. And I had that fear every day I woke up. Okay, I'm doing good now, but what about in 10 years? What about in 20 years? And when I saw that, that all went away. It was confirmation to me, like, this works. This woman was in a wheelchair. I'm not. And if she can stand up there and be well, there is no reason I can't. And I watch that video every day for I can't over and over again. She was like my mentor all over the computer. She didn't even know I was at the time to the point that for those of you who have seen that video, um, it starts off and she says, so I like Taekwondo. She talks about how she mm-hmm. was a Taekwondo master. Yeah. And um, my kids hear the, they just hear the word so in that video and they just start going, so I like Taekwondo. Oh gosh, mom, are we going to listen to this again? Cause they haven't memorized because I listened to it so much, but <laughs> That's really where I feel like I was taken to another level in this journey was getting that. And this was before even her protocol came out and on a book form. I didn't even know that that was happening. I was just going by what she was saying on the video. And that's the same with me. Uh And that was enough for me. It gave me what I needed. Mm-hmm. And it brought me where I thought I was healthy that first year. And I was, my body was healing and I was definitely making good choices to change my lifestyle. It brought it to a whole nother level. And I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful that I just happened to see that. Um, I don't think, I know it wasn't a coincidence at all. And, um, and you know, then a few years later, um, she contacted me and I was honored. And it's just been such a blessing to be a part of that community, as you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I met you through her. So, yeah. um, you know, it's been an incredible journey. It really has. I'm, I'm so grateful to be healthy. I'm, you know, still be living, still have the disease. I mean, I, I medically have it, but I know what to do to not have it show up. Um, in my life in a way that, you know, I can still live a a really good life, really healthy and very, very active life as well. And that's what I think, you know, for me, like, you know, I can relate to so many things that you, that you mentioned. The first is, is that, you know, Western medicine, when you're diagnosed with MS, you know, they basically tell you to prepare for the bed, prepare for a life where MS is in control. And for me, you know, I was diagnosed in 19, I got sick in 1986 and was diagnosed in 1987. And by 2001, I became legally disabled from MS. And, mm. you know, I was on the board of the National MS Society. I had mm. resources. I saw the best that was out there. I took the disease modifying drugs. I did everything that traditional healthcare told me. And uh, none of it helped me at all. Um, 
it actually, it, I think, you know, nearly killed me mm-hmm. um, because of the toxicity of all the medications that I was on. And the first time I saw Dr. Wall's TED Talk, I started crying as well because <laughs> it was hope. And not only hope in the fact that she went from a wheelchair to walking, but that her message was that we don't have, we're not, we don't have to be a victim in waiting anymore for MS. Like, like you said, we both have this disease, but we, we know how to manage it. And right. Uh, we know what to do. Like MS still sometimes if I get a little stressed or don't have enough sleep or, you know, will show me a symptom here and there where before I would freak out like, oh, I'm having an attack. And I, you know, just sit sit on the sofa and wait. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, my dog is losing her mind. Um, Where now when I have a symptom, I'm like, okay, uh, did I have bone broth today? What did I eat? How many hours of sleep did I have? Have I done yoga? You know, I go through a list of all my tools that, that I've learned in my life and using the walls protocol as a template. And now I feel like, you know, MS is my bitch. You know what I mean? Like I'm not its <laughs> bitch anymore. You know what I mean? That I'm like, Hey, you know, you're not messing with me because I know how to handle you. And I think that, you know, you actually, you know, started out that way. And I honor you for that. It took me a long time. I was desperate before I got to this place. But I think that's the biggest message is that, you know, when you're given this diagnosis, it doesn't mean that MS now controls your life. Um, it, it may control our life and the decisions that we make. But by not being conscious, I think that's what brought MS to my door. You know, I was making bad choices because I didn't know any better. And, you know, the walls protocol sort of opens our mind to consciousness regarding the food that we eat, our lifestyle choices. And like for me, it brought me to the yoga mat. It brought me to, you know, meditation. And you've actually taken it to a whole new level because you went from, am I correct, pre-diagnosis, not really working out so much to now you're a sponsored triathlete. And MS brought you to that place. So how does that happen? Yes. (laughs) So... Um, not only did I not work out that much, I didn't work out at all. I didn't know how to have gym <laughs> shoes. I had no, no tennis shoes or gym shoes, nothing. All my shoes had huge high heels on them. I'm, I'm a Miami Latin girl, so <laughs> that was my thing. And um, hated, like my husband would be like, let's go on a walk. Let's go on a run. I'm like, oh, yeah, you go ahead. Just not interested. No, I, I didn't want to do anything sweaty or outdoorsy or any of that. And I'm a very all-or-nothing personality, which in this situation has been – really good. I'm like the question everything girl and it's all or nothing. Because when I got diagnosed with MS um, and I looked at my four kids and thought, I can, I, you know, how am I going to take care of my kids in a wheelchair? Like, because I was so active. I always had energy. I mean, beyond the wheelchair, what really killed me with the MS diagnosis was when they started talking about the MS fatigue and how mm-hmm. horrible that is and prepare. And I was, I was just, I'm just such a like, hyper personality. I'm so active all the time. I mean, even when I wasn't working out, I just very high energy, I should say that that really scared me um, probably more than the wheelchair part. I, I just couldn't take that. And so um, what happened was really interesting. You know, I, I know you can relate or anyone listening when they're diagnosed, you go through a lot, you go through, you know, being totally freaked out and scared. You go through being pissed off and like, why me? Mm-hmm. And then and then something happens where you start going through, and I've talked to so many people from cancer to MS and all everything, people that go through this, and you start kind of doing this like intake of your life. And 
looking back and, and different things. And, you know, and you start looking at that a little different. And one of the things that kept popping up as I'm kind of like mourning my health and looking at what I thought would be a very bleak future was this experience I had was 19 years old. And I, I'm from the East Coast. My parents are Colombian and immigrated to Northern Virginia. I went to college in D.C., but before college, I wanted to backpack through Europe and see the world. And my parents were like, oh, hell no, you're not doing that. They were like mm-hmm. super strict and very protective. But what I did is I joined this like Christian organization that did volunteer work all over the world. And I ended up in Kona for training, Kona, Hawaii. And during that time of training, oh. the team, our team from all over the world, hundreds of people from all over the world were signed up to be volunteers at the Ironman World Championships in Kona. That's like the Olympics of my sport. Yeah, it is. It, it just took yeah. place took place on my husband's birthday this year, October 8th. It's my dream to one day race that race. Um, I was 19, a volunteer handing out water, sponges. I had no idea what I was at. I didn't understand Mm -hmm. it. I thought it was crazy. I was hot. It was gross. I'm outside. I'm sweating. I don't like it. (laughs) Um, And there was these athletes, you know, swimming 2.1 miles, riding 100 miles through the Kona lava fields, and then running uh, a full marathon through the lava fields to this finish line. And I thought it was insane, but um, it was incredibly impactful for me. I handed like waters and sponges to what would be like Michael Jordan in, you know, the basketball world, like the top athletes, the legends in our sport now, not knowing who they were and watching these pro athletes just come through and make the the impossible possible before my eyes, something that distance wise and even just in that area of of the the, um, environment in Kona is so harsh seeing them do that was incredible to me and breaking that kind of like, Oh, this was sounds impossible, but they just did it. And then at the end, they have a cutoff at, at the end of the night. If you don't make it through this finish line, you haven't really raced it. It's, it's very, very heartbreaking for these people who have trained for a year or more for this race. And it happens a lot where people don't make the cutoff. There was one woman who's just a regular person, like, you know, you or I, you know, training for a mm-hmm. year for this goal she had, and she was extremely, now that I know about health and, and triathlons, extremely dehydrated. Her hands were all twisted up. She was barely running, just like kind of dragging her leg. And she was just so out of it, but she was almost to the finish line. And I, I went with this woman. I said, come on, you can do it. You're almost there. Go, go. And, and just encouraging her to get to this finish line. And when I didn't even know what this finish line was, but I knew that at that point she was going through this huge, huge, like, um, just hallway kind of lining of people, thousands and thousands of people, cameras, lights, um, people cheering. And you kept hearing this announcer say, you know, you know, so-and-so, you are an Ironman, you know, Janet Smith, you are an Ironman, and just naming everybody's name. And that's like every triathlete's dream. Mm-hmm. And I had to, at that point, stop at the finish line and let her go, you know, at the beginning of the finish line and let her run through this shoot of, of human beings and lining the Ironman um, finish line and it just sent chills all through my body like I just remember standing there and looking at that finish line and being like wow this is amazing like I didn't realize what I was a part of this is unbelievable because for the first time I felt what it was like to be extremely inspired never in my life had I felt that and so I'm experiencing this and it was amazing and it always had this huge impact in my life and then fast forward 15 years fast forward 15 years I'm you know, 35 being told I'm going to be in a wheelchair, have these four babies that I'm a stay at home mom to a husband. And I remember that moment. And I remember the moment I said, um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that before my body falls apart and I end up in a wheelchair. I'm going to do an, a triathlon. I, can't, I know I can't do Ironman because I don't have tennis shoes and I can't run a mile, but <laughs> at least I can do something. So I 
went online and I registered for the second to shortest distance, which took me nine months to train for and is now like my warm up. <laughs> I, I laugh wow. now that it took me nine months to do this distance. Um, and, and I did, I trained, I, I taught myself to swim. I showed up the first day of swimming without goggles. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. The first time I started running after like, I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm, I can't breathe. My chest hurts. What, how long have I been running? It was like three minutes. You know, I mean, I had no endurance. I didn't even have a bike. I trained mostly on at a spin class, um, until my bike came in like right before my race. And it was just really raw and crazy. And, and I had such a goal to do this before my body started falling apart. But what happened was quite the opposite. Because not only am I changing my diet, my lifestyle, my mindset. I know you talk a lot about changing your paradigm. Mm-hmm. I was in the midst of that, of realizing, whoa, I am a mess. Like I am, I need to like really look at every area of my life and, and, and work on that. As I started to change my diet, it was like these, you know, these like, fog was being lifted and I was like looking at my life through totally different glasses and and I just wanted to change every part of my my life and and so that first year I um you know I trained really hard I did my first triathlon and I fell in love with it and instead of getting sicker and weaker I was getting stronger and healthier and I had my doctors baffled just saying oh you're getting lucky you know you have a you've had a good remission and <laughs> I would get um, nice. that all the time, and uh, you know it's been like an eight-year remission at this point. So, so um, awesome. So that's you know, and I fell in love with the sport. I mean, I just fell in love with all, every part of it. Um, the community, um, working towards a goal, um, the way I feel when I'm you know training and racing, and and the inspiration it gives the community with MS that I'm doing something mm-hmm. like this because yes, there's a lot of MS MS athletes out there. They're amazing. I've met a lot of them. Uh, doing all kinds of different things. Um, there's a lot fewer um, MS triathletes. Um, and I still haven't met an MS athlete that's not on medication, that's doing what I'm doing. If there's one out there, please contact me. I, if there's more of us, I would love it. But mm-hmm. I'm a very rare uh, form of athlete. And um, I love the heat. I love humidity. My body responds well to that, which is very opposite of MS, which yeah. usually is the humidity promotes symptoms with people. With me, it's the cold. Get me out of the cold. I do not like the cold. My body doesn't like it. But the heat, it loves. So it's very interesting um, how the disease has shown up in my body. But I love that I can inspire other people that, you know, I've, I've had people write me that say, I started running again because of you. I always was scared to run because they told me that it would promote symptoms, but I see what you're doing and I'm going to try to run. And it's just, I love that because it inspires others to Maybe not, you know, shoot for a, a full Ironman or even a triathlon, but just get active and get moving and know that it's okay and it's actually good for this disease to do that in any form, whether it's yoga yeah. or running or anything. Activities is really good for this disease um, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Okay. Well, you know, I, I want to open the phone lines because I think there's might be some callers that might have some questions. Does okay, that great. work for you, Nikki? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's it's crazy, you know, how similar your stories are. Just hearing, you know, I rarely get to talk with a lot of other moms with MS, so I really love hearing your story, and just you're so inspirational. Um, yeah, Thank I definitely want to open up the, the phone lines. Uh, I believe we have Michelle on the line. Let's see if she can hear us. Michelle, good morning. Hello, Hello. there. Can you Is hear this Michelle? Well, we'll um. Okay. I'll keep her unmuted, and we'll see if um if she can hear us at a certain point. 
Okay. okay. One of the things that, um, you know, I really like you talking about is, you know, Dr. Walls always tells me this and reminds me that the Walls protocol is a template and that we all have to listen to our own bodies. And you were saying how you don't have a problem with heat, but the cold bothers you where I have my, my debilitating MS attack occurred because of heat. And the the cold bothers me when it's below zero. The cold doesn't bother me like 30. And I think, you know, uh, you know, again, you, you're Latina, you know what I mean? So your body, you know, you know, I think, and, and I'm I think hot that's and spicy. The, yeah. And, you know, Dr. Walls has no issues with temperature of either, either way. So, you know, we all really have to respect our bodies in this journey and realize yeah. that, each one of us has to do what works for us. However, moving your body is important, you know, and no matter however it is. And um, I think that's a really good message. So how are we looking, Nikki? We have more callers. So you want to try and see if you could bring them on? Yes. Okay. Good morning. Hello morning. there. Good morning. Hi. So you're live hey. with us this morning, and tell us your name. Jessica. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Delightful. How are you? Wonderful. So I have Paleo Boss Lady V, and then I also have Aurora on the line. Um, what are your questions this morning? Um, my question, first of all, you guys are awesome. I follow both of you on Instagram and all that good stuff. So oh, thank right you, on. Jessica. That's awesome. Thanks, thank Jessica. you so much. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. No, you guys are awesome. You've helped me, like, kind of stand up to my family and all that stuff, the thing, like not taking medication. So it's for sure. Um, my question is I have a friend who's, like, pushing me to get into triathlons, actually. And so he sent me a whole schedule to sign up for some that are in my area, in the San Francisco Bay Area. And um, – I just wanted to know how, because I know he eats a lot differently than me and keeps energized, like, during his triathlon with things that aren't necessarily wall-specific. So I guess that would be my question, is, like, how do you prepare food and everything for your triathlon? Oh, hi. Well, that's a great question, and your friend's amazing, because it's an amazing sport (laughs) that he wants to get you into. Um, I know, seriously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Just like you're right, there, um, in any world of athletics or, or training, you know, there's always, you know, protein powders and bars and all that that are not well-specific. Uh, and it's very easy to find things that are. It's just a matter of, mm-hmm. um, of, of looking. And, like, for me, you know, there's a lot of – there's, like, a good line of gels that you can use and it depends on the distance too with your nutrition and if you right. wanted to contact me after I know you said you follow me um you're feel free to message me on Facebook if you want like very specific brands and things like that that I can give you but you know like I always tell my kids because um you know they're I have a teenager and a, and a 13 year old right. and a nine uh, 11 year old boys and they're all they're out in the world and at school and everything and, and I'm always I always tell them there's a healthy alternative to everything out there that we can find for, to be good to our bodies. And, and same good applies to this. There's, there's a, things out there, and depending, like I said, on the distance, how much nutrition you need and what you need that you can use that would totally be wall-specific. It's not anything that should stop you from, from racing um, at all because you'd be able to find those things out there and, um, and not take the bad stuff because there is a lot of, of bad products out there for sure. 
um, oh, that, sure, yeah. you know, are very they're laced with chemicals and all this and coloring and all these things that we definitely don't want in our bodies, especially with autoimmune disease um, that mm-hmm. you could take. So it wouldn't be a hard thing for you. So you could follow his training schedule, just not the, not the diet part. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think he's, yeah, he's still on not a horrible diet, but you know, he still has grains and those types of things that I'm not going to partake in. So right. I definitely mm-hmm. got on board with like that ancient nutrition, the bone broth protein. Oh, I love that stuff. stuff. So now good. that is great for um, like I I drink it all the time in the mor- in every morning and then sometimes mm-hmm. in the afternoon as well because that's so great for not just your immune system but also like once you get your body moving to that point in an endurance sport it's so great for your joints and just overall health so that's a great mm-hmm. thing to be doing too to prepare your body right now for for training to do a race. How yeah. can people find you? Can you can you let her know how she can communicate with you? And for everyone that's listening, do you mind sharing your your contact information? Yeah, website, not at all. Um, yeah, I have um, I have a public Facebook page under my name, Aurora Colello Public. I have my private, which they call kind of merge into one at this point. It's just Aurora mm-hmm. Colello. I have my Instagram under Aurora Colello, and then I have a website. Um, it's AuroraColello.com, which I've I'm revamping right now. It's very triathlon specific. I've, I had it done a while ago, and I'm, I'm kind of revamping it with um, kind of a shift right now that I'm doing with. Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, we lost oh, her. Hey. Oh, that's too oh, yeah. bad. I was say it. I okay, here we go. I'm here. Is she there? Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm kind of revamping it to be more lifestyle-based, not just triathlon-based. And at that point when I started that website, I was very much like, I'm a triathlete, you know, um, so, but, but she can still, um, communicate with me through there, but the best play, the best way to contact me is, um, uh, the, through Facebook, through a message, if okay. you have specific okay. questions or need anything yeah, at all. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm connected with you on Facebook, so Perfect. I'll definitely, definitely do that, but yeah. That's great, I look forward one. to hearing from you. Yeah, for Thanks sure. so much, Jessica. Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Are you going to be... Paleo boss lady, V. You're going to be in yes. San Francisco in February, correct? Yes, I am. Awesome. Like okay, well, I'll look forward to seeing if you call. Yeah, um, you know what? Email me if you uh, want to get together at V at paleobosslady.com so I can make cool. sure to schedule time with you. Otherwise, um, you know, other people ask me to spend time with them. You know, it's the people that want me to spend time. That's who I go to first. So if you want to make sure we connect, just email me and we'll guarantee that we get to spend time together. Yeah. Maybe we can just have a delicious cup of uh, bone broth somewhere. (laughs) That would be awesome. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. So I'll look forward to meeting you in, in February. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay. Guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. I'm going to try to see if we can get Michelle on the line again. Give me one second. Okay. I wonder if it's Michelle Ackerman. It says uh, Michelle Bus- Buswell. Oh, okay. Good morning. Are you there? I'm here, but I'm just listening, and I don't know how to get off the call. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll keep listening in. <laughs> Not a problem. Do you have a question or anything that you want, or you just want to listen, Michelle? Listen, listen. Okay. Well, we're glad right. you're have here. Have a good morning. Thanks. That was sweet. 
So sweet. Uh, and I'm so so honored uh, that there are people listening. No, oh, yeah, that's awesome. It's been such a great, you know, conversation just listening to, you know, this community. It's 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 really mind blowing. You guys are all so inspiring. I, I can't even imagine what I would do if I was told that I had MS and, and what that would you know, shake up, inspire me, inspiration-wise. I mean, obviously, it's hard for me to really give my opinion just because I've watched you, so I've kind of lived through you as my mom going through it. And like I said, just to hear another um, person kind of very similar to your story, it's just beautiful. I love it. Thank you. I feel like just because I'm so sad that we're getting close to being out of time that we need to have Aurora back because I really want to share with people also how you balance all of this because I have to tell you, I'm in all of, you know, between you and your husband. Uh, her husband is a hugely successful uh, real estate agent. They are a very spiritual family. They dedicate so much time to their kids. Um, you've done, you're doing so much that I, I feel our listeners could benefit from having you back again. So if you're okay, I'd love to schedule you, you know, you know, another time very soon to sort of follow up. I feel like we need a part two. Yeah, um, I would love a part two. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, I really do. I, I really do because I think that, you know, just hearing your story and I know your story, I was getting goosebumps and I almost oh, cried in, the, in the beginning because, you know, I'm just so proud of you to be able to hear what the doctor said and not own what they told you. Because I think, you know, when we hear those words that we have a debilitating disease, it's really hard not to come home and just own that outcome. And you didn't own that outcome. You you were stronger than than many of us, and even me, because I owned it for many years. So, um, you know, I appreciate that message so much. But there's still so much more that I'd love to hear about and have you share with, with our community. So, you know, I'm going to email you after this and see if we can schedule you for a part two, if that works for you. Absolutely. I would love that. Thank you. That's so awesome. And this will be available on iTunes by the end of today for anyone that isn't listening live and didn't get a chance to, to, um, you know, to talk to you. I, I want them to realize that they can listen to this on iTunes and that we're going to have you back on if that works. Does that sound okay, Nikki? Sounds perfect. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I feel like, you know, we're both taking so much in that it, that the interview process really didn't get started. So I, I really can't wait to for our part two. It's going to be great. And I hate I hate that we're pretty much out of time. Um, there aren't any callers, are there, Nikki? Are we good to? We're we're good to sign off. Yeah. So I'll email you and we'll do this on a part two. And I hate to be so, you know, that we have to end on time, but I actually have to get to Texas. Uh, I'm <laughs> a, yeah. So we can find you on Facebook, on IG. You, you have a website that's being revamped to offer more lifestyle stuff. Um, yes. Nikki, where can we find you? Nikki-Bove.com and of course my mom's PaleoBossLady.com and we will see you guys next Saturday. Thank you so much, Aurora. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I love you Thank both. you, ladies. Have a great love day. You. Okay, Bye-bye. ciao, ciao. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. <laughs> 